Well, the Amazon Synod has started in Rome. If you've been following, you are probably well aware that it is creating quite a scandal. How or why, you might ask? In this podcast, Chris, Mike, Brooke, and myself answer this question as we delve into the topic of papalatry in the Amazon Synod. Welcome to the podcast. Chris hasn't even had his whiskey yet. Oh, shoot. Oh, it's right there. Here's to you, Amazon Synod. Whoa. Oh. (laughs) That is not Forty Creek. That's, yeah. It's actually, it tastes stronger than Forty Creek. So that was Canadian Club. Mm -hmm. Straight out of Windsor. Yep. Did you know that? No. I didn't. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah, pretty great. Cool. So, welcome to the Theology of the Buddy podcast. We're really excited you're here. I'm Chris. I'm Julie. I'm Brooke. And I'm Michael. Happy Mike. Michaelmas. Yeah. Can someone tell us the whole thing about Michaelmas? Give us a brief over. It's his, well, where it's do you want me to start? What is it? What's the Feast of Michaelmas all about? Enlighten well, our listeners. Have you heard of St. Michael? No. It's about him. Really? Yeah. The dedication of St. Michael. Yeah. Okay. Did you know in the new calendar, it's all archangels? They changed oh, it. That's not fair. It's, it's not Michaelmas anymore. It's oh. Feast of the Archangels. Archangelmas. Yeah. Gabriel Raphael Michaelmas. <laughs> Gabriel Miss. Raphael Miss. <laughs> Gab Raph Michaelmas. Raph Gab Michaelmas. That's good. Yeah. So, happy Michaelmas. Happy yeah. Michaelmas. Yeah. It was actually pretty great today at Mass. By the way, like, it'll be two weeks from Michaelmas when people are listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not happy Michaelmas to them. It's happy Michaelmas to them in the past. Yeah. We hope you had a blessed Michaelmas when you went two to Two weeks Mich- ago. Yeah. 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 Um, it was pretty great, though. There was a, a great hymn today. I yeah. Parish. Yeah, it was really what, cool. What was it, it called? Was, Thou Royal Knight from Courts on High. It was so good. Never heard it before, but nope. it was great. Yeah. yeah. Especially the one line that said, Michael is our battle cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> and I was just listening to it, and all I could think was Dwight on the office. Michael! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's not exactly how the angels church into battle. No. (laughs) Just picture a bunch of Dwights. Michael. 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 Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Michael. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So uh, this is completely random. You need a snack to wash that whiskey down, don't you? So you guys, this is. Hold on. You guys Uh, have to close your eyes. Yeah, you got to close your eyes for this. I'm scared. I'm so nervous. Okay. So I went to a store yesterday and I got some unique treats. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give one to each of you. Yep. Um, And you get to tell me what flavor this is. Oh, no. Oh, this is like on... um, What's that show with Gordon Ramsay? Put your hand out, Mike. I'm so nervous. Hell's Kitchen. Is it going to be really spicy? Spicy. No. 
<laughs> I promise it's not spicy. Can Mike eat his first? This no, you is, eat no. them at the same time. Oh. Julie, you have to eat one too. Well, I did yesterday. We'll, no, we'll all eat one. Okay. Oh, Julie, you dropped yours. Yeah, I'm scared because they did this one. on Hell's Kitchen and like professional it? chefs couldn't no, even identify hot dogs. Solidarity with our friends. Okay. 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 So three. So we're gonna we're gonna take a bite and then or eat all of it and then tell me what you taste. Okay. 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 Are we gonna go around the table? So Mike first and then myself. No, just the same time. You just okay. say it when okay. you when you figure it out. Okay. 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 Three, so- two, one. What? <laughs> you can see the faces. It's I got amazing. it. Mm-hmm. Mine's been scrunched up since yesterday. I think I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? Sushi. Nope. No. It's like seaweed soy sauce. There's nope. like a no a cucumber kind of yeah yes. taste to it. I'm yep. tasting like a California That's... roll. That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> mm. Okay. Open your eyes. You guys are way too specific. You just partake. I don't know. Oh, it's you actually just, just cucumber chips. Cucumber <laughs> flavored. Yeah. Lays. It actually does taste a lot like a cucumber roll. Like, like a kapamaki, yeah. 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 But yeah. it's like, this is like Japanese cucumber flavor. That's so like cool. It's Japanese it does lays. taste just like cucumber. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Do you want another one? Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Great. Five minutes later. So, <laughs> that was to wet your palate for. The real steak dinner we're about to dig into now. I see what you did there. <laughs> and I love it. So let's talk. So things are crazy right now in the church and things are getting even crazier. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who have kind of gone from the Novus Ordo world into a more traditional setting, it's 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 become incredibly troubling. I don't know if that's a good way to extri- describe it. Like I don't well, know how works. I would have ex- experienced yeah. it or looked at it ten years ago, but I find it incredibly alarming now. Just the overall situation, yeah, in the and especially in light of the Amazon synod that's coming yeah. up. Um, there's so much happening, and it's moving so fast, mm-hmm. and. There are some very key players that are trying to get their hands in, into this and seemingly appear to make changes in the church. So one of one of the things, though, that we see kind of online in our conversations and in maybe in our, our real lives, too, is kind of this dichotomy. I don't know if that's the word. Uh, like these different factions of Catholics who mm-hmm. are either on the extreme side um or i don't know like there there's there's all kind of different camps like how would you describe it mike in terms of the uh like how you treat the authority of the pope and stuff like that yeah like, yeah yeah maybe i i didn't intro that as well as i should have no that's all right it's <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like um yeah there's kind of like what used to be kind of the conservative catholics i guess from JP2 Benedict era where we're used to having uh, a pope whose words are pretty much orthodox at least in their writings and stuff like that and the they've kind of split nowadays like there's some who are more critical and then there's others who seem to have increased in their devotion to the pope to an unhealthy level I would say yeah 
that's kind of what we're addressing here is people have started calling it the new paypal tree and uh it's become a big thing on social media recently in reaction to uh the stuff released from burke and schneider cardinal burke and bishop schneider their criticisms of the instrumentum laboris of the amazon synod and uh well to some extent like the dubia as well Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it seems like it's really come out after the recent instrumentum laboris criticism and all the talk about schism and stuff there are people who unabashedly are saying any criticism of the instrumentum laboris or saying it has errors means you're a schismatic and openly accusing cardinal burke of schism stuff like that which Mm -hmm. i find insane the way i kind of break it down and this comes from eric salmon's article on uh, 1 peter 5 is he talks about the old paypoliters and the new and the convenience those are the three old convenience and new so to sum them up in one phrase it's like the old is the pope can't ever be wrong therefore the pope isn't the pope and there's no pope that's like set of a contest kind of position right then there's the convenience party which is like the pope can't ever be wrong right now because this pope agrees with me on stuff like you know promoting uh homosexual uh priests and stuff like that like father james martin is a huge like convenience paypoliter everything pope francis says is gospel but everything pope benedict said was completely wrong and then the new guys and it's summed up basically like the pope can't be wrong so we kind of have to twist ourselves into pretzels to pretend that everything he says is right and if you criticize it you're you're in schism and there's more of these guys than i thought when i started digging i found more and more people saying stuff like every everything the pope says publicly has to be accepted without question mm-hmm. And even some people saying everything any bishop says can't be questioned, even if it's strictly against tradition. That one really, (laughs) I couldn't believe what I read. I immediately am just like, which bishop? I'm sure any statement of any bishop, I could go and find a different bishop saying the opposite, no matter how heretical, (laughs) you know? Right, right. It's it's actually quite alarming because, for me at least, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the thing that has always attracted me uh, to Catholicism has been the 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 academic tradition, the the intellectual tradition of the church, the fact that it allows me to ask questions, mm-hmm. um, and it gives me the freedom and the space to to seek and to learn and to grow yes you know of course faith seeking understanding right Uh, you know lord i believe help my unbelief but i mean it's when it comes to this stuff it's like it doesn't seem catholic at all it seems almost in a way like um it, it seems protestant it seems more 
like Mormonism in a way because you know mm-hmm. no you can't question your leaders you can't yeah it feels it feels really I don't know it, it it's not the Catholicism that I've fell in love with at all it seems like a fake one it's kind of like celebrity worship yeah you know what I mean Very where it's just like so, yeah. if you think that uh you know Benedict Cumberbatch isn't the best actor, then you clearly have no taste in cinema. Oh my gosh. You know I what can't I mean? even. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta insta this picture. Literally of me with can't my even ben right poster. now. Yeah. But it's like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's also kind of a lot like Protestant views of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially American like Protestant views of like <laughs> You know, you can't be a patriot if you're a Catholic because you have to obey the dictator pope in Rome. You know, mm-hmm. you're if you're Catholic, you're a citizen of the Vatican and he's going to command you to betray your country and stuff. Right. That was kind of the, you know, the black legend spread about Catholics in the States for the longest time. Right. Wow. I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. There's a lot of old like propaganda posters to that effect from coming out of the states, like, and there's a, a famous one with an octopus or something. I don't know. It's just like got <laughs> uh, different words on all the tentacles. Uh, I like some of these old <laughs> propaganda things. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is still kind of a view among some protestants anyway yeah. and, and it's almost like we're becoming the parody yeah exactly i think um do you want to dig into like a little bit of the arguments behind these recent sure. uh kind of accusations sure let's so, do it yeah a lot of what i keep hearing is this phrase from uh lumen gentium re- religious submission of the will and intellect. You've heard this phrase probably before. So I can read the context from Lumen Gentium if you guys want. Yeah. yeah um, so it says here, in matters of faith and morals, the bishops speak in the name of Christ, and the faithful are to accept their teaching and adhere to it with a religious submission of the soul. This religious submission of will and intellect must be shown in a special way to the authentic magisterium of the Roman pontiff, even when he is not speaking ex cathedra. That is, it must be shown in such a way that his supreme magisterium is acknowledged with reverence, and that the judgments made by him are sincerely adhered to according to his manifest mind and will. Yeah, so that's the quote from Lumen Gentium. So you can see at first glance how there's some confusion there like people see that phrase religious submission of the will and intellect and they think it's absolute right yeah i could see it's very easy to take that the wrong way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but chris and julie you guys have some experience with um religious superiors and what it means to have submission in that sense right as carmelites yes yeah yep can you uh elaborate a little bit i mean it I mean, we recognize um, that those who are in authority over us are placed there by God, right? Mm-hmm. It is his supreme will that he, that he has allowed them to be there. But again, it's, we recognize that 
their authority is limited, right? They don't have supreme authority over everything, especially with regards to faith and morals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we recognize that they can't ask things of us that would go against the teachings of the church or against um, against canon law and things like that, especially because yeah. our community uh, is actually... Um, has been canonically recognized or whatever. I can't remember what the word is, Um, but yeah, we're officially like under canon law now, so they can't even like tread on that. So it's kind of analogous to the situation. Obviously bishops do have a certain authority to teach faith, faith and morals. And that's what this is all about. Right. But in a similar way, it also doesn't mean that they are above the church, even Mm -hmm. the Pope himself. Right. Even as, um, He's given the authority to teach uh, faith and morals authoritatively. Mm-hmm. It's taught in a, a Catholic way, right? Like where you can't back up and change the tradition that's established and stuff like that. Right, right. right. I think, I don't know if you've kind of seen this online, um, but I've seen it where they use that question or that statement by, was it Irenaeus who said, you know, where Peter is, there's the church. Oh, absolutely. You know, and they, they use that all the time. But he he said where Peter is, there is the church. He didn't say what Peter is, there is the church, or who Peter is, there is and the And praise God for that, because if you've read about some medieval popes, I mean, there's rapists, there's, like, just absolutely awful. <laughs> really bad men. Men, yeah. And actually, it's funny, that quote is the name of one of the uh, biggest perpetrators of this, where Peter is, it's a blog. Okay. Yeah. It's all about papalatry. That's literally their bread and butter, Yeah, is uh, finding anyone who uh, criticizes Pope Francis and accusing them of schism. Wow. Pretty much. (laughs) Now, answer this question, because I'm kind of a noob. So... Ultramontanism, is that the same thing as papalatry? They're both kind of, from what I understand, they're both kind of like Protestant criticisms of Catholicism originally, but papalatry in particular has been kind of adopted by people within the church criticizing this trend. Okay. Like they were both, and it's, it's appropriate because these people are kind of becoming what the protestants accused us of you know what i mean that that was kind of the the thing right like if you're a catholic at the time of the reformation they would say oh you're a papolitor you know papist ultramontanist whatever that kind of thing yeah i i don't know too much of the nuance of if there's any difference there but okay 99 percent sure they they all originate from Protestantism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a couple things. So um, I wanted to talk about the whole, I don't know if I put this in the show notes, but I wanted to talk about the whole John the 22nd situation a little bit. And then uh, I had another point about uh, how the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith has kind of indirectly addressed this fairly recently okay in their guidelines for theologians they actually have basically guidelines on how you disagree with the ordinary magisterium that's non-infallible that's awesome basically implying it's not schism 
-hmm. they have a guideline on how to do it and be faithful so uh there's (laughs) there's that okay (laughs) since i kind of yeah it's i don't really need to quote it per se but maybe we can include it in the show notes yeah they get that link yeah they basically talk about how if you're in disagreement with something that's ordinary magisterium like say footnotes of amoris Laetitia, for example um, <laughs> you are to remain open to the truth you're to continue studying stuff like that and to basically trust that the truth will come out and stuff like that they have guidelines against like like for theologians they suggest you basically inform the pope first before you go public which oh if only burke had done that (laughs) (laughs) just kidding he did for anyone who doesn't know Uh, yeah so basically what they did with the dubia is basically what the congregation for the doctrine of the faith says to do yeah so Um, they basically followed it to the t pretty much yeah right yeah, the the other thing I wanted to mention quickly on it is what happened with John the Twenty Second. Are you guys familiar with him? No. He uh, he caused a bit of controversy. He's one of the um, Avignon popes, I think, but uh, he basically taught heresy for a while and caused a huge uproar. And then he recanted on his deathbed, and his successor dogmatically pronounced that he was wrong. Um, he said that um, those who die in the state of grace don't actually see the beatific vision until after the final judgment. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he taught this for about four years publicly in sermons and in letters, and there was basically a huge uprising of people writing and preaching against him. He, uh, at the time, the Dominicans were a huge... Um, influence in the church and they were very orthodox unlike today sad panda um <laughs> some dominicans some dominicans the local ones um, <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> some of the local ones um but anyways the basically the entire dominican order started preaching against the pope and it was really significant because he was up until that point a huge promoter of the Dominicans, and he had recently just canonized Thomas Aquinas. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> they so they loved John the Twenty Second, but their devotion to the truth was stronger. Wow! And they knew he was wrong. Wow! So yeah, so there's a precedent for it. It's not like this yeah. is a new thing in the yeah. church, and. Yeah, there was no suppression of the Dominicans. Yeah, there was that. no Dominican schism, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> in the 1300s when that happened. Yeah, he because uh, they intuitively knew that it was done out of filial piety still for the office of the Pope. Yeah, and there was some bitterness too. Like he, there were some Dominicans that were, I guess, in his opinion, too vocal about it. He had some of them uh, prosecuted for heresy. There were ones investigated by the Inquisition. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. <laughs> but so, maybe, so maybe it wasn't all uh, 
respectfully received. De- yeah, definitely not all respectfully <laughs> received. <laughs> Although it wasn't schism, the Pope was not happy about it. He did not like the fact that they weren't accepting his teaching. And yeah, he uh, found some ways to punish some of them. But again, it wasn't a schism. They were faithful and they were just preaching the truth. So, yeah. And then, yeah, by God's grace, uh, Pope John XXII did actually recant right before his death and admitted that the Orthodox Catholic position was true. And uh, his successor immediately basically issued a, a binding dogmatic teaching affirming the traditional belief that uh, yeah, if you die and go to heaven, you immediately experience the beatific vision. You don't wait until the last judgment. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If you go to heaven, right, you see it. Yes. Yeah. The sorry, if I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. You do not experience it if you go to hell. Yeah. Or purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag uh, Father Robert Barron. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happened to Judas. I'm going to take that back. I shouldn't say <laughs> hashtag Father Robert Barron because he's a bishop. Bishop, yes. Bishop Sorry, Robert I didn't even notice because there's yeah. so many videos where he's Father Robert Barron. So yeah. it just has a ring of brightness yeah. still, I guess. That's a total aside, but yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. So the weird the weird thing that I that I see kind of happening too, right? Like it, it more than anything right now, it's in a time in in our culture in the world where catholics really should be banding together because mm-hmm. it's about to all come crashing down and like things are going to get crazy pretty quick yeah we're it's this is divide and conquer this is mm-hmm. you know yeah it it's so sad that there's catholics attacking catholics you know mm-hmm. yeah um but Again, like, well, I'm, I can't remember what Marian prophecy that it was, you know, but it was talking about maybe it was La Salette, the fact that, you know, in these times it's going to be confusing, you know, it's going like, yeah. you're not going to be, it's basically she warned against being deceived because it's going to be so easy to mm-hmm. be deceived about mm-hmm. things. Right. So maybe that's kind of a good segue into yeah. our next topic. Yeah. Amazon Synod. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you introduce the yeah. Amazon yeah. Synod? Tell, tell the people how you real feel, Brooke. All right, they can hear it in your sigh, but you can elaborate. Let's hear. Let's hear the sigh again a little bit more clearly. That's better. Sounds like the wind through the trees of the rainforest. <laughs> it's integral. <laughs> Integral development of dialogue. Ecology. Climate change. Mother nature. Mother father. Mother earth. Okay, so dialogue. The Amazon Synod, from, from how I understand it, is a synod that's taking place to discuss issues about the Amazon. And it's not taking place in the Amazon. It's taking place in Rome. I believe it's October 6th or 7th. 
something like that. Yeah, Anybody sure. confirm? Uh, Anybody want to be the Snopes on this fake news? <laughs> I already forgot what date Brooks said. Sixth or seventh, October, October sixth or seventh. So it's it's very very soon. Um, and uh, yeah, it it's such a climate change. Uh, it's. It's awful. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it's it, such a climate change. Ju- Julie is doing the very thing that Your I was doing. Your mom's a climate change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a Wikipedia page for it. So oh, okay. where we can get all our information. For the record, though, there is fake news on that uh, that Wikipedia article. Well, are the dates at least correct? 6th so. to 27th of October? There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, will, I will point out the fake news in a little bit. Okay. From, from okay. just that Wikipedia article. It's actually quite appalling yeah okay so they're advertising it as a means of trying to you know remedy this relationship with people in the amazon to try and help with climate change to ultimately absolutely paganize catholic culture (laughs) (laughs) that's not their express reasoning you know what they're 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 calling it you know they're calling it climate change and dialogue and ecology ecology and um something else but really they're using it that as a platform to do other things yeah 100 percent. it comes through really clearly yeah my thought when reading it was like at first it might seem like there's an orthodox intention here Mm mm-hmm like things like to improve evangelization by understanding the Amazonian people and um, kind of enriching the church with the good parts of their culture, kind of like the church has done in other missionary fields. But it very quickly takes that and then goes further and further. It goes too far and then goes way overboard Mm -hmm. into just literally straight up pantheism and craziness. I mentioned this to you guys that it's very much like appropriating um, voodoo culture into Catholicism. That and this happens in like you know South America quite often. Yeah, Mexico it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It it's it's almost the same thing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to integrate pagan um, Amazon rituals and practices and terminology and mythology with Catholicism. Well, kind of like this weird, like, give and take of like, okay, well, you know, we want you to learn about Catholicism, so I guess we're kind of going to have to do a bit of give and take. Yeah. You learn about us, and we learn about you, and we try to come together as one people and, like... Maybe to under the guise of, because I think there was a kind of a message or a, mm. um, a mention of the mistreatment mm-hmm. of people that have been done, uh, that has been done, uh, even like, what was it, uh, back in, let me see, da, 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 bear with me, I had to find it again. This is the beauty of editing. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, Can I say one thing, too? Yeah, go for it. It's not like we don't sympathize for peoples that have 
being marginalized or pushed off to the side or are living in horrible conditions, you know, such as the, you know, Amazon people that are legit losing their homes and whatnot mm-hmm. and are in bad situations because of deforestation and bad economic practices. Mm-hmm. It's just the Senate is using this as a platform to do other bad yeah. things. And one of the things, like just to kind of tie our show together and explain it if it's not clear the reason we talk about the whole papalatry topic beforehand is just to kind of lay the groundwork of yes this is in some sense a church document it's not really magisterial but it's a church document and it contains error that's yeah, the bottom line it. it contains objective error and that doesn't mean that we're criticizing the church or the faith in any way or being schismatic. It means we're defending the church against the error in this document, mm-hmm. which has the potential to lead people astray. Yep. So there's been a lot, of, an awful lot of that mm-hmm. lately, and it is getting worse. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting to get really sick of it. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like it just. You know, do you really I not know so <laughs> full <laughs> even yeah. after i read the document like the instrumentum i was just so i was so angry yeah that what was written was written that mm. someone had had the idea to think that that was a good idea yeah. and you know what there was probably heart in you know a desire to aid people but this is not going to aid people. They're not seeking to evangelize these people at all. No, they're two separate things. Yeah. They don't want to do what, you know, the Jesuits back in the day actually did as missionaries. They really yeah. just want to, I don't know. Something. That's kind of an uh, important point that you're touching on with the the Jesuit mission, missionaries. Yeah. Like there's a whole, a note of shaming the Catholic missionaries who mm-hmm. made converts in this region mm-hmm. and basically implying that they shouldn't have converted people to catholicism yeah they should have you know just become part of the culture of the amazon mm-hmm. the the interesting again the context too that recent statement from the holy father about feeling bitterness with regards mm-hmm. to the uh those who were converts from africa mm-hmm. right I mean, he legitimately said that he felt a sense of bitterness, and what was the con? What was the comment he said? He said pro- he said evangelization, evangelization yes, pro- yeah. proselytism, proselytism, no, yeah. yeah, and like, but again, it was like shared in the context of like, I'm happy I converted, you know? Yeah, it was like this. I think she was introducing two converts and oh, she said yeah. this person converted from Hinduism and this person converted from something else. I forget what. Yeah. And, uh, he felt they were being introduced like trophies. Yeah. Like I got, I made this big catch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the funny thing is I, I have to laugh about that because even, even so our Lord uses, yeah. that that language himself Absolutely. i will make you fishers of men well 
And, yeah. and scripturally, <laughs> do we not hear about how the shepherd goes off to find the one lost sheep? Yep. And then he celebrates with his neighbors and his friends? Yeah. yeah, so this kind of imagery is not foreign at all. No. You know. It's a big deal. It's something to be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When people either find the church or come home to the church. Yeah. yeah, especially when they leave paganism. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Hinduism is paganism. It's straight oh, up. Yeah. yeah. So... Did you find what you were looking for there? Chris? No, and here's the interesting thing. Since I last checked, somebody has updated the Wikipedia article. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Has Julie knocks over her <laughs> microphone? Almost, almost. It didn't but, so yeah. Happen. So my point from earlier is completely moot because they fixed the uh, the wording because they had basically said online essentially that with regards to married priests that the Holy Father said it would not be discussed. That was like the line that was on the mm -hmm. Wikipedia article from when I read it earlier, but it's now been corrected to say that it will not be one of the main topics, mm -hmm. which according to a La Stampa article, Pope Francis said that the possibility of ordaining a viri probati is absolutely not, um, viri uh, probati is married men. Um, is absolutely not among the main topics and is simply a number in the instrumentum laboris. For the record, we know just the uh, problems that a number, a footnote, can create yeah. in documents from the Vatican. Yeah. yeah. Now, I do actually see here, though, if we're talking the same Wikipedia article. Yeah. There is a paragraph I just found here. It's It's short, so I'll just read it, but that the... Synod's preparatory document, Instrumentum Laboris, titled Amazonia, New Paths for the Church and for an Integral Ecology, was published on 17 June 2019. The key issues of the Instrumentum Laboris were the ordination of married men, the role for women in the church, and environmental concerns. Yeah. Yep. And, that, and a lot of, and most of those things are in the final chapter of the instrumentum i think save for a lot of the climate change stuff mm -hmm. yeah. what would you say so i mean all of those topics are in all of them the, the working document yes which you read yes and i mean what would you say the breakdown kind of is like, like for how the... much of ordination married men do they talk about and role for women in the church and how much about how much of it was about environmental concerns okay i would say I would say about 70% of the Instrumentum Laboris is all about climate change, um, integration, dialogue with the Amazonian people. Um, and, and then they are saying in order to, remed to aid in remedying those problems that allowing for, you know, lay people or men who already have established roles in the tribes even if they have families should be, be become you know priests you know that women who have things to say or teach or whatnot should also be considered of positions of authority and that's their wording too that women should have positions of authority ew let me try and let me try and find the um the exact uh julie, julie <laughs> says ew but i yep. mean She's real. She's the real authority in our household. So, 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Aaron and Matt can attest to that. Uh, uh, yeah, promote the role of women, recognizing their fundamental functions in the formation and continuity of cultures, in spirituality, in communities, and families. Women must assume a leadership role within the church. That is their exact wording. From the instrumentum. From the instrumentum. Um, yeah. I mean, we all recognize the role of women in the contour continuity of society yeah that's, i mean women definitely that's not have a thing a role. the church has a problem with yes but it's not that was quite a leap uh, though yeah mm -hmm. to just that last sentence you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like the the beginning of that paragraph didn't lead into it at all well like yeah e even these excerpts like they're not taken out of context is the thing yeah. Exactly as they're written is exactly what they mean. Yeah. There's there's no there's no there's nothing else to it. Yeah, I had a thought like that too when I was reading the Burke and Schneider thing and they drop a whole ton of quotes from the instrument instrumentum laboris. And some of them are just jaw dropping. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like, are these is that really like what it says? Yeah. This has to be out of context and like I, I said, I think when we were doing the Facebook Live, you look at the context and it's even worse. Mm -hmm. Well, and even this, it's, here's another thing that they wanted to do. Like their solutions to this, to some of the issues is to rethink church structures, overcoming the outdated cultural forms that have been acquired over the centuries. Word for word. Mm -hmm. And this should alarm people. Yeah, it really should. You know? Yeah. How about we rethink the Novus Ordo, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Let's rethink everything. That's kind of the same logic, though, they took with the liturgy, right? Yeah. yeah. Just take out these obsolete things that have accreted over the centuries. <laughs> these accretions. You know, I don't know I why, where they got that word, but like. No, we don't hate you if you go to the Novus Ordo. No. Yeah. yeah. To be clear, no, we don't. Yes. Um,. But no. we only hate those that uh, hate us for going to the Latmus. Just no, kidding. we don't. No, we, we don't. don't. <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, we love them enough to make fun of them and tell them they're wrong. Exactly. This is truth. <laughs> this is truth. Um, no, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, I mean, at least my thought on it or perspective is like, say Christ calls us to become part of the church, not for the church to become part of the people mm -hmm. and the culture and whatever else you're trying to However, or however else you're trying to change the church so people will, I don't know, come and become Catholic. Mm -hmm. But it's like, again, it it seems to change which with whatever culture that you're looking at or trying to integrate it into. Yeah. No, that isn't how this works. You know, like, yeah, there's Christ a... is calling us to just <laughs> become like him, become like one with yeah. the Father. Not and Mother Nature, Earth. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I mean, no one comes to the Father but by me, right? No. And yeah. Brooke had shared this great quote, if I can interject. Yeah, real quick. please. So again, from the instrumentum. So there is a broad and essential arena of dialogue between the Amazon spiritualities, creeds, and religions that requires an approach of the heart to the different cultures. Respect for this space does not mean relativizing one's own convictions, but recognizing other avenues 
pathways that seek to decipher the inexhaustible mystery of God, insincere openness to the other, just like a corporatist attitude that reserves salvation exclusively for one's own creed, are destructive to that very creed. This is what Jesus explained to the doctor of the law in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Not true. Uh, love lived in any religion pleases God. Uh, wrong. Through an exchange of gifts, the spirit can lead us ever more fully into truth and goodness. Again, this is not the gospel. No. Mm-hmm. Let's say, okay, who is it? St. Paul going into the Pantheon and saying, and I'm talking about the statue of the unknown God and saying, this is the one that you're looking for and telling them who that was. I was just thinking about that <laughs> song by Theo- Theocracy. Oh, hmm. but no, I mean, the whole point that like, I I think it's important to, I mean, if you're going to evangelize other people in other cultures, you need to understand them. Mm-hmm their experience what they believe you need to know how their culture works like that is an important part of evangelization but not integrating that into you know like that's the thing the church always you know (laughs) takes on the language of the people Mm -hmm. and learns how they speak exactly but always communicates and always has communicated clearly the gospel like think about saint francis xavier going into japan yeah or think about saint damien of molokai going to the people in in uh, the, the leper, leper colony the Phil- in the philippines in hawaii, hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. going there and and learning their language mm-hmm. and you know to the point of even becoming like them in their leprosy yeah i mean but still holding fast to the truth of the gospel mm-hmm. and, the, and the teachings of the church. Now, one thing I will say, it's a slight positive to the instrumentum. And it's this is just an, a slight positive. <gasps> the fact that they want to aid people with schools is good. The fact that they want to help people out of sex trafficking, out of, you know, drug abuse, out of, you know, gun violence, those are good things. However... They don't belong in the synod. They do not belong in the synod. <laughs> like that's just normal social justice that you should be doing as a Catholic exactly. anyway. Exactly. Period. Exactly. We don't need a synod to recognize these things as problems. Yeah. Like Yeah, these are political things, not like no. Like I'm sorry, theological exactly. things, not the arena of the church. Let, yeah. Let's let's be honest. The people that are helping the uh the people get a sex trafficking, it's not the bishops. No. Right? Yeah, it's, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you hear about the stories of the sisters that are working in places like Cambodia and like places mm-hmm. like that. They're the ones yeah. picking up the girls off the street and bringing them into the church. And those are the missions that I think we would want to be hearing from more. Exactly. But we don't need the synod to act as a, you know, as a platform for those things it's like Mm -hmm. they're trying to say look at all these good things that we're doing but the under agenda that's happening is just toxic can we go back to that quote for a second because i don't want to let yes that go without yeah closely analyzing the contradiction of this paragraph can we read that quote again we just let me just highlight a couple parts of it just so i can think about it like it says Respect for this space does not mean relativizing one's own convictions. Okay, so we're not going to relativize the faith, apparently. We're not going to 
water down any part of the Catholic faith. Let's move on next. So, but recognizing other avenues that seek to decipher the inexhaustible mystery of God. Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> the, the church does claim to be the only way yeah. to come to God. So right Ex- away, you're relativizing the faith We're in the same a- sentence. And then the next sentence, like, it says insincere openness to the other, just like a corporist act. Corporatist attitude, which when I typed this out, by the way, it wasn't recognized as a word, um, <laughs> that reserve salvation exclusively for one's own creed are destructive of that very creed. So let me just say this in case, I mean, in case it's not obvious, the church reserves salvation for itself, for its own creed. Yeah, by Our Lord said, our Lord no one... That comes to the father except through me in other words the there church, is no salvation outside of the church the church teaches extra ecclesium nulla salus there's no salvation except jesus christ in the catholic church yep. the church teaches that if you teach something else you are relativizing you are denying the faith period Mm-hmm. You can't just say, no, we're not relativizing. We're just <laughs> saying that you can be saved through Amazon pagan superstitions as well. No, you can't. Yeah, That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, and they really, really emphasize the idea of integration, like just forcing things that are not Catholic into Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And that goes right with the idea of relativization. Like, ah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I I understand that, you know, love of neighbor and whatnot is is incredibly important. But the truth is, like when it says love lived in any religion pleases God, you know, not every religion defines love in the way that the church defines love. And not every person. I mean, look at the way that the world defines love. Oh, but love is love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, through an exchange of gifts, the spirit can lead us ever more fully into truth and goodness. (laughs) Which spirit is leading you, though? Yeah, because they talk about in the same document. I thought the Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth. Yes, spirit. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And they're not talking about whiskey. They're talking about (laughs) the pagan gods of the Amazon. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need to have another whiskey. Yeah. 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 Where's that quote? Yeah. In addition, oral culture. Uh, I, I want to give, before I do this, um, I want to give huge props to Brooke because she just went through this entire document like a boss yeah. and, was, and was sharing huge, like... Oh, I'm <laughs> huge so quotes. sorry. Dropping all the I'm juicy so quotes sorry. in our chat. Yeah, no. it, it was. It's the most recent reading that I have done in a long time. You poor, you poor, poor girl. <laughs> but you know what? I was just like, no, if we're going to talk about this, I'm going to know exactly what it said. Yeah. And I'm going to read everything. Like, I've listened to all the other other people talk about it. I needed to know if it was what they were saying it was. Yeah. So. So maybe there you get, you, get you to read that quote from number 39. Yeah. Okay. Please. I have to pull it up. If that's that's okay. the one we just read. Did you? The yeah. dialogue with the spirits? Oh, yeah. You, de- you did read that. Yeah. Never mind then. I take it back. It's a, it's yeah. Uh, no, I think you mean a different paragraph, because the, the one with the uh, the one that I was talking about is thirty nine. The in a yeah 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 no that that's the one that makes the reference to in dialogue with the spirits, right? 
where it says, in short, the family is where one learns to live in harmony between peoples, generate between generations with nature in dialogue with the spirits. No, that's a different paragraph. That's 75. That's in 75. Oh, is it? Okay, she oh. just put 39 there. I thought it was. Here's, here's another thing that I can add into that. It is necessary to grasp what the Spirit of the Lord has taught these people throughout the centuries. Faith in the God, Father, Mother, Creator, communion and <laughs> harmony with the earth, solidarity with one's companions, striving for, quote, good living, the wisdom of civilizations going back thousands of years, that which the elderly possess and which influences health, life together, education, cultivation of the land, the living relationship with nature and Mother Earth, the capacities of resistance and the result. Oh my gosh, just goes on. So we can take some like a lot of this works because it has some veneer of truth. Like there's a reference to like the the law of god on people's hearts even though they haven't heard the gospel yeah the natural law right yeah people can yeah realize that there's a creator and you know have certain good elements of society so i mean you can see that like on the surface so that's kind of like what they're sort of getting at but then they also pull in some sketchy stuff like you know personalizing the earth and stuff like that treating the earth as a pagan goddess and stuff like that mm-hmm. this this other quote that Burke had shared um therefore it is proposed to value traditional medicine the wisdom of the elders and indigenous rituals and at the same time to facilitate access to medicines that cure new diseases so so here's the thing i'm gonna tell a very quick anecdote Okay, so I I heard this from a friend of mine that worked in the charismatic renewal. You guys have probably heard this story before. Yes, this story is crazy. So they were doing an event, I believe it was in Africa. Yeah. And uh, they were doing a like a a, an evangelization event, healing type of thing. And they were yeah, and they were just they decided to pray with people, um, and they had lots of priests and stuff to pray with them, exorcists and whatnot, and they one of them got a sense that they needed to call out the witch doctors oh gosh and so all the witch, do- witch doctors came out of this large crowd now keep in mind at this event there was you know thousands of people and in one particular area there was all of the handicapped people um, that had disabilities canes and canes walk stuff. and and uh, wheelchairs and things like that all kind of segregated in one area all of the witch doctors came and stood forward and they all started praying f- with them and, and had priests praying with them. And they all started to kind of manifest demons, mm-hmm. right? But one in particular wasn't. Um, now, they all suddenly, as they start, the priest started praying more intently, all of these witch doctors, except one, started puking but they were puking this white substance. They've come to find out later that the puke <laughs> that, that was there was the uh, was the potions uh, was like one of the potions that they would give to people. Mm. So they were puking up their own potions. Then, the, but there was one that just wasn't doing anything, and he was looking incredibly uh, demonic um and possessed so they kind of focused on him and he puked up a snake (gasps) oh no okay so 
he pukes up this snake and it's like crawling across the ground and one of the people take like a shovel and killed it as they killed it all of the people that were in the section of like where the disabled people were all stood up out of their wheelchairs because they had all gone to the witch doctor to get healed for their illnesses no way so so it like broke whatever curse that was on there let's come back to this about the traditional medicine therefore it's proposed to value traditional medicine the wisdom of the elders and indigenous rituals this is bull crap yeah Yeah. this is bull crap you can't the church cannot ever accept witchcraft no as real medicine it's giving a stone when asked for bread it's the complete opposite of what the church is supposed to do. Sorry, I'm getting a yeah, little red in the face. Yeah, I need yeah. to get some whiskey. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Julia's driving. Pause moment. Yeah, oh, I, th- I thought it was just a figure of speech, but he's actually getting up to get whiskey. <laughs> Can I have some too? Can I have some too? No, you can't, no. Julie. <laughs> no, but seriously, can I have a little bit? Thousands of tears later. I don't know if you've been kind of reading. There's a kind of a good website as well that's sharing some good articles. It's called Pan Pan Amazon Synod Watch.info. Mm-hmm. Um, they share a lot of good articles. And in one of the articles, they talk about Julio Laredo, the author of Liberation Theology, a life jacket for the poor made of lead. I love that. <laughs> I love that title. Laredo has expressed his overwhelming concern um, for, for, sorry, his concern for the overwhelming role that progressive German bishops are taking at the Amazon Synod. Uh, German prelates, in fact, have played a key role in pre-Synod meetings, financing of the October Synod being held October 6th to 27th at the Vatican. Um, again, if you have been following Catholic anything in the last five years, you'll know that mm-hmm. The German bishops have been pushing for incredibly heretical things. Mm-hmm. Colonel Casper, Cardinal Marx, yeah. uh, these crazies. He says here, uh, the Germans are using the Amazon River to help the Rhine flow into the Tiber. Bishop Franz Josef Overbeck of Essen, who is one of the synod organizers, was very clear about its goals. Quote, after the synod, nothing will be the same in the church. The synod will mark a break in the church. That sounds terrifying. Um, that means a schism, like an actual one, mm-hmm. not just a mild criticism of Pope Francis, therefore you're a schism. Mm-hmm. No, like an actual break in the church. Yeah. There will be those that like side with actual church teaching and those that side with whatever this you want to call the heresy is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm convinced that it'll actually come to a head after this synod or mm-hmm. if it'll continue to get worse afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, hard to know. There are any number of times when the modernist heresy has gotten worse and it could have been a schismatic moment. Like even decades ago, Assisi could have been a schismatic moment, but it wasn't really. Unless you count the SSPX, which I don't really, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, um, another quote from this good article that I'll include in the show notes. Um, so, this um, 
the synod right is really going to be incorporating a lot of liberation in indigenous theology um, and referring to this um, peruvian cardinal pedro barreto declared that the synod quote brings to completion a process begun in the latin american church 40 years ago um, have the the author says Having studied the subject for almost half a century, I can say that the fingerprints of liberation theology are all over the place, albeit in more up-to-date and radical versions already tending towards pantheism, like Mike was saying. Yes. Um, the, the people that are coming out as well to this synod, the people that they're putting on platforms and, and giving um, the ability to speak, there's a lot of people that are saying no they do not speak for the amazon people and like for example it says here that um a guy by the name of uh, kaipo chief rayoni mutaktire uh, was recently received by european leaders including pope francis and president macron but according to the indigenous leader kena um Mandukuru, i can't say that Munduruku. Uh, they said, Rayoni does not represent us, Amazonian peoples. According to Kana, Rayoni simply represents the NGOs that have abusively assumed the right to speak for us. Who gave them this right? We know who we are and what we want. We don't need the NGOs, which, by the way, are millionaires while the Amazonian people suffer, end quote. So, again, we, we've been talking about kind of that especially with our communion in the hand episode we talked about how the bishops in canada said that there has been in the canadian people this desire a renewed desire to receive the lord in yeah, the, hand, you the know? venerable tradition of you receiving know? the lord in their hands <laughs> yeah and again here we see the, yeah. the the these cardinals and bishops kind of creating this fake news when the the amazonian people are not asking for these things yeah if you didn't catch the communion in the hand episode that was a lie from like yeah. the canadian conference of catholic bishops yeah it wasn't a move from the people it was something from imposed uh, from on high on the people yeah. yeah and this is the same thing yeah and the uh the thing is like there's actually um a big conference happening the day before the day before the synod actually starts um called amazon the stakes which hmm. uh it's pretty serious and they're bringing out in some incredible people um beginning with uh prince bertrand de orleans e braganza prince imperial of brazil and author of the bestseller environmentalist psychosis um, professor Luis carlos molian a well-known climatologist from the university of alagos in brazil an important speaker will be jonas mccuxi de souza an indigenous leader from the Cuxi, from the mccuxi tribe in roraima he will bring the voice of the real amazonian Ind indians to rome so um, this is all from, again, from that link that I'll include yeah. in the show notes. Maybe we should touch on some of the other, like, resistance to the Synod in Rome. Yeah. Have you guys been following? Like, there's been uh, a group of lay people doing yeah. silent prayer um, in the square in front of St. Peter's. Wow. There's been priests gathering to pray prayers of exorcism over yeah. the vatican they did that on the vigil of michaelmas yeah mm -hmm. 
incredible. Like people are really stepping up, recognizing the evil of the synod, stepping up to fight it spiritually. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, Pope uh, or sorry, uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder and Cardinal Burke asking for the forty day, days of prayer and fasting, yeah. Yeah. Um, which we're all doing. Yep. Join mm-hmm. us. Yeah, mm-hmm. please. One of us. One of us. <laughs> yeah. And a funny note in, <laughs> I guess, all the resistance stuff. I saw on Twitter, um, Michael Matt from the Remnant. He uh, he just posted a, a quick video on Twitter where he walked out of his hotel room into the streets of Rome, and who's walking by, but Father James Martin. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Literally just strolling down the street with his hat. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just to be clear, it was uh, a light brown hat, not a Saturno, so he's <laughs> not rigid. <laughs> That's so rigid. That's so rigid. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you guys want to transition into the paragraph thing? Yeah. We have. I, uh, so, so maybe we can. Maybe we can. Yeah. And with a final to... thought on this, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, first of all, what 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 is the takeaway from the Amazon Synod? It's trouble. It's trouble. Pray and fast for the church because the Amazon Synod is an attack on the church. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. I, and I don't want to say to go read the Instrumentum Laboris, but at the, at the same time, I feel it's... It's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid or looking under a rock, something yeah. like that. Like, you're going to see some insects. It's in available. Case. Know what's happening. And if you're, yeah, Yeah, be informed. Don't take our word for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like go, go read it yourself. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Not just parts of it. All of it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so um, in typical, typical, our friendship fashion, we have to find some way to make light of this. Yeah. So, tell, tell tell us the uh, this was the inspired thing. by uh, Rate Chaley on uh, Twitter. They made uh, a paragraph making fun of the just obtuse and the weaponized ambiguity type language of <laughs> yeah, yeah the synod document, and uh, they basically said like. Do you have a uh, suggestion for an Amazon Synod paragraph? Share it below with hashtag Amazon Synod paragraphs. So they, I'll read the one <laughs> they wrote first. <laughs> this is a suggested paragraph for Amazon Synod final document. Deep in the cosmos lies the mystery of human sexuality in the peripheries of the forest as the spirits of the ancestors of native people gather to engender the song of humankind's relationship with Mother Earth. (laughs) (laughs) So just the kind of like word salad, ambiguous, meaningless crap. Makes no sense. So so maybe we've uh, written some amazon yeah. synod paragraphs yeah. to share yeah. so so we we would also <laughs> brooke's idea was that uh we'd love to hear from our listeners who had the better paragraph yeah so okay. but better do we do we mean do we mean worst paragraph i don't know the however you choose in line with like 
Brooke, that it would you. fit. Brooke, are you document. imposing a rigid meaning on the word best? <laughs> <laughs> Let them explore alternative pathways. Okay, okay, mia culpa, mia culpa. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, she's using Latin. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm Burner. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Vernacular only, please. Okay, so whose paragraph is first? Brooks, okay. It is of utmost importance to dialogue with all around us. So often, however, we fail to acknowledge our designated spirit animal. The Amazons can aid the church to reclaim these spirits to assist in our communal journey with Mother, Father, Creator thing. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I want me to go next? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. Uh, inscrutable technocratic dialogues, just like corporist, corporatist spirituality, approach the heart of the Amazon River, whose integral mystery is expressed in the genealogy of the Lord in Matthew chapter one, <laughs> journeying prophetically among the spirits. Hashtag Amazon synod paragraphs. Oh my gosh. And Chris. Okay. With respect to the mutual enrichment of individuals and communities in the Amazonian region, the church ardently desires to encourage and build a culture of encounter. With our eyes set towards a future full of promise, the people of God must go out into the peripheries, listening to the spirit who moves among all people of goodwill. Reciprocal openness can only be realized within the context of true reconciliation and life-giving generosity and dialogue. Unity among peoples is a, of utmost importance to the church and must be sought with enduring fervor. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> just like the actual talking. Yeah. You know, every time I thought I was getting to the end, I wasn't. <laughs> it's like, there's more. I'm so glad I broke you with that genealogy thing. <laughs> that was my favorite. I love that, but that's the thing, like like with that with that quote where it was like, let's just jam in here a random thing that yeah. does not prove yeah. anything. It was definitely a, a shout out to that um, oh this my. is what the Lord was saying in this parable. It's like like what yeah like have you like what (laughs) i mean like this is this isn't even like like historical critical approach to the scriptures at all this is just protestantism like proof texting and weird proof texting it's even worse than proof texting i literally think they just like didn't even read the story they were just like oh yeah it's kind of like when he said that uh you know, a person from another religion came and helped that guy. (laughs) That's just, that's it, right? That's what happened. That's so nice. (laughs) You know, they were there smoking some doobies and (laughs) writing the instrumentum laboris. Something like that. Or they did like a keyword search and then it just kind of came up with the first thing and they're like, copy, paste. Yeah. Yeah. No context. Just like a random word generator. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, really. I feel like one of their favorite, uh, you know, like stories from scripture that, I mean, they must have it in somewhere. You could probably confirm this, Brooke, is like, you know, the feeding of the 5,000. They don't. What? Nope. Because I'm like, they got to, you know, taking care of the needs of the people and, oh. you know, helping to enrich their spirits. By- you should read it. You should read it. <laughs> I'm reading oh. some of the other paragraphs people have posted. <laughs> That's some let's great hear some. stuff. Let's yeah. hear, let's let's hear, hear some few. good ones. Someone's just uh, 
Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. (laughs) (laughs) You must feel the force around you. (laughs) Who said that? Uh, Just some random person on Twitter. Give give the shout out. What's the at? At CM underscore HD1. Okay. Sorry, that's uh, not a very descriptive (laughs) name, but shout out to you, buddy. That was a great Star Wars quote. Man, yeah. To deny the Amazonian face of the Mother Spirit is to rupture the solicitude of the pan-creative people of God. <laughs> oh, I feel like a pancreas after reading that document. I feel like I have pancreatitis. Yeah. Yikes! Wow, this yeah. is great. Yeah. And bad and, and great. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Who so, was that last one? Thank you for suffering with us, readers. Oh yeah, who was that great one? Uh, what underscore ever underscore one. <laughs> I love the underscores. Very 90s. And I love that he was the first person to come up with that name. That's what the one means, right? Yeah, it's, well, with the underscore the opposite one. of that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if he was the first, he wouldn't need a number. Yep. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, well then. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you for fun. suffering with us, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Pray fast. Yeah. Offer up the suffering <laughs> that you've experienced for the yeah. church. Yeah. We will be too. Yeah. For sure. Um, the next podcast is going to be a surprise. So yeah. make sure you're uh, connected on social media so you find out what's yep. coming next. It's going to be good. Yeah. Wow. Cheers. From all of us here at Theology of the Buddy Studios, stay tratty. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. What are your thoughts on the Amazon Synod and the major topics it covers? We'd love to know. Message us on Facebook or DM on Instagram at Theology of the Buddy. Find us on Twitter at TradFriends or email us at theologyofthebuddy at gmail.com. We'd also love for you to send us a voicemail via Facebook Messenger. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Would you also please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes? We'd greatly appreciate it, as it helps us to get noticed within a larger podcast community. Next week, you will get to hear our first interview of this season, with Steve Picorni of Redeemed Vision, discussing lust and how to overcome it. Make sure you're subscribed so you'll know when it comes out. We'll save you a seat at the table. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so until then, stay tratty!